So uh, we, we, we talk like this a lot, um, and I don't want to give away the whole sermon right up front, but we, we, we say things and blame other things for things we did. Like, it was, that money was burning a hole in my pocket. Oh, I see. So it was the money's fault that you spent the money. Uh, man, I've been in ministry for a while, and um, the number of young men and women who have come to me and said, well, I, I quit coasting life. Okay, got cut? Good. <coughs> That's what happened. Because we don't fail. The people around us make us fail. The teacher flunked me. You failed. That's what that is. That's what happened. Teacher gave you an F. Oh, okay. She was just giving out letters. That's what happened. Never say the teacher gave me an A. You say, I got an A. And the teacher gave me an F. You are capable of way more than you give yourself credit for. You're capable of being able to do something that you didn't think you could do. It's like with, uh, with the life groups back there. Maybe you don't think you could lead a life group. I think there's a lot of you who don't lead a life group that I think really could. You'd be good at it. Um, you'd, you'd be like, ah, I don't know. But you don't know what it's like. I'm going to show you I'm gonna show you exactly what you're going to get. Now this is part of the paper. This isn't the whole paper. But I'll preach a sermon called The Will of God. Um, I preach that on Sunday, typically Thursday or Friday, and sometimes late Saturday. You'll get this paper. <laughs> It'll be emailed to you or it'll be handed to you. It'll have the scriptures that we're going to be a part of up there. And then it'll say, read James 4, 1 through 7, 8. Guys, that's eight and a half verses. That's it. I, I never can figure out how many verses that actually is. Seven and a half verses. It's weird math when it's through stuff. Leave me alone. It's the, it's the math's fault, not my brain's. But then you'll get a, you'll, you'll, as a, you'll read or pick somebody to read James 1, James 4, 1 through the first part of 7. And then you'll say this sentence. And maybe you'll say, maybe you've read over it a couple times. What percentage of our problems come down to us desiring and not having? And then you'll be quiet. Until some, and not like, well, no one's answering that's the skill. That's the only skill you need. You need to be able to be quiet for 30 seconds. And wives, you, can t you know for a fact that your husband is capable of this. He's quiet for whole hours at a time. You need to be able to read a question and then be quiet and let the group start in. Someone's going to start talking. People can't, and people just get antsy like, I guess... People, what people think is, if, if this keeps up, we'll just sit here in silence forever. You know what I think, and you know what a lot of times people will say, you know what I think, and they haven't even thought about it. It's just coming out of their mouth. Stream of God. You know what I think? I think sometimes, the, and they'll start, but it'll turn into something. It'll turn into a conversation. All you've got to do is be able to sit in a room and ask. That's 
That's all, you're, that's all we're asking. What we want from Life Group is a deep, meaningful connection shared and centered around the Word of God. And look, that's, I mean, we've got, let's say, we'll say seven and then six, 13 verses to consider. You come to, you come to a Bible class, Romans, how many, how many verses do we go through today? Three, four, that was fine. I once had a lady come up to me after a sermon. Uh, this was when I was a youth minister. She came up and she said, you, I, I, you know how I do. I stay in one section of scripture. I don't jump from passage to passage. And I could, we could say, you know, God does love you, John 3, 16. I could just throw those little citations in there, but I think they're worthless, of course. I can say God loves you and not have to prove it, right? So I stick in this one little section of past scripture, and a woman came up to me and said, you didn't use very much scripture. So I used 26 individual verses. They were just one right after another. This is deep Bible stuff. We get into deep Bible discussions. I would argue more deep than any Bible class I've ever been a part of in life group when you sit down and you ask questions and let the silence happen. You get into these deep Bible discussions, these deep life discussions. How does the Bible impact my life? Some of us, I, I, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I know I've been deeply challenged and by life. By people saying things and me thinking, I haven't thought about it that way. I've been affected as a human being and I've grown closer to people. So we want to build a deep, connected relationship centered around the Word of God. And the good news is, you don't have to go buy commentaries on James 4 and Ephesians 5. Or James and Ephesians. They don't make per chapter commentaries. But most of the direction of the, of the life group is you're going to come hear a sermon, often by me, sometimes by John, and you're going to hear a sermon, and then that's going to help you. Oh, I see what that was going on there. And you're, you can jump from that. If you're not in the life group, I challenge you to be in one. If you, if you think you can read a question and be quiet and you have a group of three or four families, three families that would get together and discuss this, maybe you're getting together anyway you get together and discuss this could be your extended family if you, if, 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 if you and your kids live here and they've got friends, just have them over talk about God we should be doing this more any, anyway, and hopefully, you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to program it. It would just be a thing that happens. We would meet, we'd go, and then occasionally throughout the week, we'd meet together and um, just talk about God together, talk about what we learned. That's not really what we do. We have very individual lives. So, oh my goodness, that breath almost killed me. Dude! <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get hired anywhere if that's how I inhaled every time. I could be the best thinker and most dynamic speaker, but guys, today, we will be in Exodus chapter 4. Like, it wouldn't happen. Anyway, but if, if you want, 
Robbie's already added his name to a list back there. It's a new list. Rob, Robbie Westfall. Sign up for Robbie Westfall's group. Robbie's going to... Look, four, four families? That's eight people in an our church? 45 kids? So it's... <laughs> that's a lot anyway. So... You just sign up. Sign up. Sign up to be a part of it. Sign up to lead. Here's, here's the deal we're going to throw you. If you've never been a part of a life group, and you get to a life group, and you see that there's already 12 people, and you're like, I don't want to get in trouble. If you've never been a part of a, part of a life group, I don't care if you're the 31st person to sign up. I want you to sign up. Um, because we want you in a life group. Obviously, yes, life groups are better when they're smaller and you can have more connections, but... We want you in life. So do not leave today without at least going and looking at those back there and asking yourself, is God challenging me to be part of something or is God challenging me to lead something? Um, now, maybe you want to be part of one for a while and then you want to lead it, but let's, let's be bold here. You can do great things. All right. Now, that wasn't even part of the sermon. Don't worry, I've cut part of it so I can say that. I'm not just adding on <laughs> So what we want to look at today is Pilate's sentence. A story that's in all four Gospels, it's Jesus being sentenced to death. And in both cases, he is part of Pilate, uh, who's the governor of the land, um, and um, he was very conscious. And then there was, uh, and then there's Herod, and then there's Pilate again, and the people, the, the Jewish leaders are wanting to punish Jesus. They want just to be done with him. And so they bring him to Pilate and they say, He is causing an uproar. He claims to be the Christ. Now, that day, it's, it's not like for us the way we use the word Christ. Sometimes we'd be like, oh, okay, that just means he's going to die on the cross for the sin. So there we go. No, what Christ meant was that he was going to be the king promised by the prophets, and so that challenged everyone else who was in authority. The Jewish leaders, the, the, uh, the king Herod, the king, of the king of the Jews, Herod, who was just, a, was just like a, a plate, name plate on his door. And then Pilate, the governor, because Pilate has to answer somebody who has to answer to somebody who has to answer to Caesar. All the way up to Rome. So if someone comes in and says, I'm the true king of the land, that's a, that's a big claim. So, we pick up in Matthew chapter 27. We'll use Matthew's telling of this story. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even a single charge. Not, not even to a single charge. To the great amazement of the governor. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. Because that's always a good idea. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. Which, um, that name means Jesus, Son of God. So, when the crowd had gathered, that, I'm not going to make a point about that. That's just interesting. You can roll it over in your head and you're so when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called Messiah or the Christ? For he knew it was out of self-interest 
that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of it. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? asked Pilate. What crime has he committed? But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but then instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The main rule in our house, we don't have a ton of rules. The main rule is love your siblings. Love your parents. Love your we figured a lot of things fall under that category. So when we, we say that, like it's, our kids are finding out at 9 or almost 10 and 11 how hard it is to follow the one. We've hit some walls where we, we've had to have some conversations about you aren't loving well when you do this. So the, the big rule is, is hard to follow. And one, the, other, the other day we were having a conversation about something that happened and I was um, preaching to them. And they, I said, do you know what, do you know what, how daddy sees his job? I refer to myself as daddy in front of them so that they don't forget. You know what, do you know how I see my job? What I do most of my time. Um, which, you know, they think John does everything anyway, so it's, it was, they, they were confused. Um, I said, my, the main thing I see myself doing is help, to help people see that Jesus loves them, and then to help those people love each other. To help people see that Jesus loves them, and to help those people love each other. Whether that's in a marriage or in a in a in, a, in another system, another grouping, another uh, like in a church or in a family, like that's what I think about a lot. And one of the things that keeps people from loving each other well is an overinflation of self. And what comes with an overinflation of self is a lack of responsibility for self. So if you think you're better than you are, no one else is going to live up to your own standard, your standard, because you don't even live up to your standard. If you think, I've got it all figured out and I don't make mistakes, that's not true of you, and of course it's not going to be true of anyone else. 
It's going to be hard to forgive when you haven't practiced it on yourself. It's going to be hard to love each other when you have love other people's faults when you don't have to love your own faults to love yourself. Like to love you with your faults. And so what we do though is we elevate ourselves and we say, um, I've, I've got this figured out. I don't, I don't have any, like my thoughts are right just because they're my thoughts. And we don't evaluate ourselves. We don't think through what we're doing and say, well, that's right and that's wrong and I, I made a mistake here. So we've got ourselves elevated and we think everyone else should live up to that when, you, when we can't live up to that. And the thing that catches us the most is that the teacher gave me an ask. Is that when I fail, it wasn't my fault. Rachel and I have taken to tennis. Uh, it's, it's what we did for a vacation this year. Is occasionally we would go out and get a heat stroke. It was fun. It's fun. It's been fun. I forgot my own phone number, but we've had fun. Uh, I like tennis. Um, we're getting better at it. But I still will um, try to get fancy and hit a corner I have no business hitting. That corner is like, a, you know, like right at the edge, right before it goes. And when I do, I'll take my racket and I'll look at it and adjust the strings. Because that's what they do on TV. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I've got to blame something for the errant hit. And it's not going to be me. It reminds me of the time that our, our car was doing something odd and I, I popped the hood and was looking at it. Everyone was already in the car. I was running out and looking at it. Rachel leaned her head out the door and she said, how are you going to pretend to look at that? How long are you going to pretend to look at that until, it's, until we just shut it and take it to someone who knows what they're doing? 30 more seconds. Because I opened it up and I mean it could have just, I don't, it could have been anything. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm doing, but I had to pretend for a second that I know what I'm doing. I had to pretend that it, I could figure it out. I had, to, I had to pretend it's somebody else's fault. The money burning a hole through my pocket. But what it comes down to often is, you'll hear it in your own marriage, in your own workplace, in your own church. I wouldn't have done that if they hadn't have done it. I wouldn't have done, why well, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that if you hadn't have done. One of the things my kids get tired of hearing, I believe, is who makes your choices? Who makes your choices? Who's responsible for you? Who's responsible for the, what, for the things you are called to do, for the actions you take? Who's responsible they would all, they always say, I am. But if we can get that into their heads at 9 and 10, I consider it a victory 
Because I live in a world where people in their 50s and 60s and 70s and 40s and 30s have no clue that that's their problem. Because they think their faults are other people's fault. They think their problems are other, are the result of other people's problems. And, and yes, there are problems that bear down on us. There are struggles that bear down on us. There are times we are grieving and angry and frustrated and hungry. choose to do is your choice. Love is a choice you can make. I would actually argue that a lot of times when we don't love, it's because we're just doing whatever came naturally to us. We're running and not looking, which is also something kids do. Kids in a store, will be looking this way, and it doesn't matter how many people are walking this way, they'll decide, I'm going to sprint in that direction in one millisecond, let's go. And then they're just going to run into something. But we do that with our relationships, with our brains, with our love. We, something, uh, something will come to us and we won't even consider it. And so now we're griping or we're complaining or we're, we're judging and we, we're not making choices. We're just floating down the lazy river of life. Just take going where the world... Have you seen the, uh, the floating tent they just invented? There's videos of it online. Um, it's a tent with the added benefit of being able to drown. <laughs> Most tents you can't drown. This tent, you can. And also, you're like, you know what? How about a good night's sleep um, after which I have to walk 26 miles to get to my car? It's a horrible idea. I, I know Andrew's probably seen it and thought, that's a great idea. <laughs> he would love all the things I just said. He would love that. It's not a good idea for me. And just, just, just floating through life is not a good idea for you. Christianity is a choice. Marriage, love, um, commitment, forgiveness, those are all choices. Those, none of those things will come to you just without you trying. None of them. When you forgive, a lot of times it's going to be because you chose to forgive. And sometimes it's going to be because you chose to be the only one in the room. And you chose it anyway. It is sin that crucified Jesus, but one of the big sins was the fact that Pilate thought he could stick his hands in a basin and clear himself of responsibility. You are responsible for you. But the tone you take, I was running this experiment in my head when I was a kid, uh, not a kid, when my kids were real little. Claire Mason, no one wasn't even here. And I, 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 was, I was wrestling with the fact that just, I changed my tone when I was angry. And I thought, well, that's kind of a choice, isn't it? Like, I, I bet I could choose to change my tone to something else when I was angry. So I picked Russian accent and and they would, I would tell them to go clean their room 
and I would come in the room, and it actually kind of became a bit of a habit. I'd come in the room and I would say, you girls are not cleaning up. <laughs> and they would be like, okay, sorry, yeah, and they'd go. But then I thought, they might find a wonderful, sweet, loving Russian man to marry and just never be able to marry him because he, they, he's always mad at me. They may equate the two. So what I'm saying is I overthink the parenting thing. But we are, we are in charge of us. We make these choices. Pilate has all sorts of... The blood is on his hands. He is a sinner. He did miss the mark. There was an innocent man that died because he was a coward. And yes, God used that, and God, yes, that was part of the story, and God planned that, God saw that coming. But Pilate made a choice. And his choice was to say, well, I'm irresponsible. I'm, I'm not responsible for what's about to happen. And he had every ability to be responsible. He made a choice. You've got some hard choices. Coming up. Well, I, they're mad at me. What am I supposed to do? Love. Forgive. Be kind. Those aren't things you feel. Those are things you do. Peace. Joy. Choices. We make, we, and, and thank God we can make them under the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit can produce that fruit in us, but they are things we choose to do. If you want to love better, you've got to choose better. You've got to make the choice to say, I, you know what? They don't like me. I get to make a choice. Sometimes that choice is approaching them. Sometimes the choice is to love them and let them go. Sometimes the choice is to chase them, sometimes it's just to let them go. Now, whichever is easiest is probably not the right answer. Too many of us are called to do something, the right thing, by God, and we spend our days with our hands in the basin saying, my hands are clean. When they're unclean the whole time. Claiming, oh, I, you know, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to do the godly thing. I wouldn't have done that to her if I had, if she hadn't have said this. A lot of times, men who abuse their wives claim it's out. Alcohol made it. But the studies show that alcohol just gave them the courage to do the thing they wanted to do when they were sober. It ain't the alcohol that's beating the life. It's the husband. It's not your upbringing that thinks people of color are less than you. It's you. 
We can't blame our parents, our surroundings. We are most <laughs> we are of privileged people. We get to make choices about who, what, what we do in this world around us. And those choices, as people of God, must be the things that elevate and, and glorify the kingdom of God in this place. They, they have to be that. Because we have a mission, guys. We have a mission to, to live out what God has called us to in this place. And to be heaven in this place. And when we are that... A lot of times we're not that because we're just too busy creating a version of ourselves that's good. But irresponsible. I don't make mistakes. I don't have sins. I just occasionally mess up and then I get right back on the What's crazy is even as I say this, there are some of us who, and, and I get this, because as I was studying for this, this was my thought, is, who needs to hear this? I do. You do. Quit grabbing my sermons and aiming them. More importantly, quit grabbing the Word of God and the, 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 the teachings of Jesus the example of Jesus aiming it at other people. You'll never be caught. You'll never be affected. Firing your scriptural bullets in the crowd. You are in charge. You make your decisions. So, choose to be Today, whether you've chosen before or not, choose to be a follower of Christ. Quit making excuses. Well, other people, you know, the people I don't go to church, there's a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, but you keep you from going to Walmart. There's a bunch of hypocrites there too. I have three stories from Walmart that I'm editing out right now because of the life group thing. But <laughs> the there's all over the place. Judgmental people. They're everywhere. Have you ever walked into a restaurant and realized, oh, there's like 30 regulars in here and they're not happy I'm here? I did that. Any restaurant, maybe in Locksburg, I think, will do that. <laughs> you guys, what do you do? Sorry. <laughs> Flip flops were a mistake. <laughs> people, people create cliques and they create judgmental groups and they create and people are hypocrites everywhere. But you can choose to follow Jesus, and, and that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if other people are hypocrites. It doesn't matter if, if there's other people who claim Christ and they're not Christ. It does not matter. You get to make your choice, and any excuse you give right now is your choice. It's your choice. So the decision to follow Jesus is your decision and your decision alone. 
decision to not follow Jesus is your decision and your decision alone. So today, you are called to either acknowledge that the blood of Jesus is on your hands and you need his cleansing and that you, you need his resurrection or to acknowledge like Pilate you put your hands in the basin and you say, my hands are clean. Let's go to lunch. Do you need the salvation of Jesus? And are you going to decide to do the right thing? This week, whenever it's time to love, it's time to forgive, it's time for people one who reaches out to the person that, no, I don't, they don't reach out to me, I ain't going to reach out to you. be the one. That choice is hard. You have the Holy Spirit in that. And you have a church that loves you. So if you if you know that's coming and you need prayers, we want to pray with you. If you have anything else you want to pray about, we want to pray with you. And if you want to decide to give your life to Jesus today, please come forward while we stand.